Well, good morning. Uh, my name is Josh Savage. I'm the worship and technical arts pastor here at Hilton Head Island Community Church. Typically, you'll see me doing what I just did, uh, playing acoustic guitar, leading worship with Stephanie and Cynthia. Um, but this, as we kick off 2022 uh, with Todd and Cynthia taking a much needed break, uh, they tasked me to pull a little double duty this morning and bring you guys uh, the first message of 2022. So literally no pressure at all um, to do that. So uh, first things first, uh, we're in the series called Life Hacks. This is a study through the book of Proverbs. And I don't know if Todd did this, but I'm going to actually give you the, the Webster definition of what a life hack is. Um, but first, before we do that, um, in our household, in the Savage household, right now we have a, a two little ones. So all of our life hacks have to do with efficiency with kids, right? Um, so the life hack, the actual definition of it is a strategy or technique adopted in order to manage one's time and daily activities in a more efficient way. That pretty much describes our, our household right now. So a few things that we do. Um, one thing is with food. So there's a lot of, a lot of food that, that our kids go through, obviously. And when you have to cut it up so they don't choke, Brooks, my little one, just takes a handful and throws it in. It's like, dude, your mouth is not that big. Like, just chill. Um, but he, he will just take a lot of food. So instead of cutting it up with a knife, we just use scissors and just go through and cut it up. So you will not believe how many pieces you can cut a little mandarin orange into. I think I've got like 10 of them. Just, you, you go for it. But something I want to uh, introduce to you guys today is, is a sweatshirt, a hoodie, but a different kind of fold. So this is a life hack that I've kind of brought into our household uh, when I was in grad school, my first year in grad school was working full-time and going to school full-time. I was a retail manager, so I folded a lot of clothes and taught people how to fold a lot of clothes and managed people who folded clothes. So that being said, hoodies are really awkward to fold. You know, you have this you have a, you know, nice big thing, and so typically what I'll do, you know, I'll, just, I'll do something like this. I've done this a million times kind of thing, but you, you get the fold, you got the logo, but you know, the hood, what do you do with the hood kind of thing, right? So something that we did is when the hood's back here underneath of it, you just kind of tuck it under like this, boom, and there you go. So there's a fold like that, and now the hoodie, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It's not going to unfold at all. So you just kind of tuck the, tuck the hoodie right into the hood. It's dual purpose, so there you go. There's, a, there's my life hack for this morning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyways, before I dive in, would you guys pray with me as we, as we open the Word of God? Uh, Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for um, worship and just proclaiming what a beautiful name uh, you have. Uh, it's an awesome thing that we get to do that, to we get to proclaim those kind of things uh, this morning. Um, and as we enter 2022, I, just, I pray that, that we would magnify and glorify the name of Jesus Christ. God, this morning as we open up your word, I pray that you would speak through me. Get me out of the way so that your word might be shown and your glory might be shown. Father, we love you and we praise you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so this morning, the proverb that I am tasked with, and I, I'm glad I was the first one too because I got to choose. You know, there's like 31 proverbs, so I got to choose my, I'm like, yes, I want this one. So it's Proverbs 7. So if you have your Bibles, a device at home, uh, we're going to Proverbs 7. Um, and so we're going to start there. So if you want to follow along with me, the verse is going to be on the screen as well. Proverbs 7, 1 through 4 says, My son, keep my words and treasure my commandments with you. Keep my commandments and live. Keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your heart, or bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. 
Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call insight your intimate friend. We'll skip down to verse 6. For at the window of my house, I have looked out through my lattice, and I've seen among the simple, I have perceived among the youths, a young man lacking sense, passing along the street near her corner, taking the road to her house in the twilight, in the evening, at the time of night and darkness. So the background of this passage, I'm going to give a little bit of background of, of this. There's actually three people in this story. I don't know if you guys perceived that. There's the seducer, so going to her house. So we're just going to call her the seducer. There's the, the youth, the young man lacking sense, the simple one. And so when Proverbs, when, when Solomon was writing Proverbs and he talked about a simple person, he didn't call this, this young man walking a, a fool. When Solomon called somebody a fool, you're a fool in Proverbs, all right? There's no getting around it. But he called this, this man a simple man, a young man lacking sense. And so essentially what this means is, is this guy doesn't have a lot of life experience. So we're, we're kind of thinking, you know, probably no offense to anybody who's pre-college or college at all, just not a lot of experience. Um, there's this, uh, think, think they've, they've got this attitude of, I've got this. I'm good. Not in an arrogant way, but just, I, I'm good because I don't know. I had a quote this week that I read. It was, it was awesome. It said, the wise man learns from tragedy. The foolish man merely repeats it. Um, and so when you look at that, this guy hasn't even had time and life experience to, to make a mistakes to become a fool in the first place. And then we have the, the third character, the narrator, or as I like to call him today, the lattice looker. Um, this, this narrator and this narration, this viewpoint, is Solomon speaking from either an experience he had or using a literary device to just tell this story a little bit. And so when you, when you see this, when, when it says, I saw through my lattice, you know, around here we have, you know, second story porches and stuff. They're awesome. They're great. But when you're, when you're sitting up on one of those things, you're not looking at through the lattice that's kind of on the bottom of your porch with the X's and stuff. Just think of, you know, you're looking through the slats of that second story porch. You're kind of looking down on the street. And so that's kind of the perspective that he has. He's, he's seeing this whole thing. He doesn't just see where he's at. He also sees down the street. And so that's kind of what, what we're going to dive into today is, is this aspect, this third member, this narrator, this lattice looker. What is a lattice looker? That's a great question. You might think of something like a mentor or guru, like an Obi-Wan Kenobi or something like that, but it's not really like that. Uh, we're going to give just a little bit of a working definition of what a lattice looker is today. So a lattice looker is a person with wisdom from personal life experiences wanting to guide others. So again, that's a person with wisdom from personal life experiences wanting to guide others. And so a couple of the lattice lookers in my life, just to give you a different perspective. So my dad obviously was the first lattice looker in my life. I didn't know he was a lattice looker all throughout high school because I was an idiot. And we'll just put it that way. Uh, my freshman year of college, I grew up a lot. And he was really smart that year. Uh, but I remember the first time when I actually let him into my life. I was reading a book, and it said, let the them in your life, the them talking about your parents. I was in a relationship and trying to figure out what was going on there. And obviously, my parents were married, so they dated, so they knew how to date and stuff. So what I did is I, I asked him to go golfing. And he's like, yeah, let me ask your brothers. I'm like, nope just want to be you and me. So that was, I was like, no, I'm putting it out there. And so I, I figured he knew something as soon as we did that. But um, I remember where it was. It was Shamrock Hills Golf Course in Lee Summit, Missouri, and it was on the tee box of the 13th hole. And the only reason why I remember that is because it took me 12 holes to get up the courage to actually ask him the question. And so uh, what a great tee box it was. 
Um, one of my favorite tee boxes in my life. Uh, we were up on top, and we were just kind of overlooking this golf course, and uh, you know, I just kind of asked him stuff, and he, he gave me some, some really, really good advice, not just for that relationship, but for um, just life as a whole. Uh, and it was, it was just an awesome experience, and our relationship just took off from there, and I, I can't thank him enough for taking me that day and, and golfing with me and putting up with me in high school. Um, and so that was kind of my first lattice looker. He's still obviously my lattice looker today. Second one, uh, his name is Brian Saunders. Uh, my first uh, ministry experience, kind of cutting my teeth in Indiana, uh, he was the executive pastor there. So this is a guy, he had three kids, uh, still has three kids. Um, he was in middle school, high school, now in college. One of them's getting married or is already married. Uh, and essentially what, how he became the executive pastor, he was working at Cat Caterpillar. He was working at Cat. Um, and through a tragic event, they, the church had asked him to, uh, to be their executive pastor. And so he took uh, essentially half a pay cut um, uh, to come be the executive pastor. And, you know, a decade later, um, I was able to ask him to be my lattice looker. And so there was, there was a lot of fruit in his life from there. And I just saw that and I wanted to, I wanted to glean that wisdom. Um, but f- let's, uh, let's get back to our passage real quick. Proverbs 7. Let's bring, let's bring the, the women into this, the ladies, as I would like to say, because um, as we look through Proverbs, Proverbs describes wisdom. So the wisdom I got from my dad and, and, and Brian as my lattice lookers, they describe wisdom as lady wisdom. Um, it's referred to as a gracious, almost regal woman. When you think of ladies and sirs, it's almost described as a, as a regal woman. So when we see a passage like 7-4 that says, Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call insight your intimate friend. Wisdom is that idea of life experience or knowledge that is put into action. And so using lady wisdom is that reference like that. And, and I know what you guys are thinking. Okay, Josh, get a lattice looker. Great. All right. See you next week. We're good. Not that simple. Not that simple. So something we need to understand before we get to what an actual lattice looker is, is that we must first shape our minds by the word of God, using it as a sovereign antidote. And when I moved here, we moved here a couple months ago, and I found out there are six different venomous snakes on Hilton Head. I was, Okay. Awesome. That's great. Found that the copperheads come out in the summer and they stay in the pine straw. And so I have little kids, so I'm going to look for the pine straw and I'm going to be like, okay, where's it at? You know, I'm just making sure there's nothing crawling around in there. I'm sure if you get bitten by one of those, you probably need an antidote or an antivenom or something along those lines. Um, We need the word of God as our sovereign antidote before we even get bitten. And so that's how we kind of are trying to mesh these two things. How do we mesh them? Because the Bible says counsel is good with the lattice looker. And it says go to the word of God. So how do we do this? I mean, even in the Bible, we're going to shoot through a couple of verses. It says multiple counselors is even better. It talks about it numerous times. Proverbs 15, 22. Without counsel, plans fail. But with many advisors, they succeed. It's pretty straightforward. Exodus 23. You shall have no other gods before me. All right. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Matthew 6, 33, going to the New Testament, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And back to 1 Kings 22, 5, and Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, inquire first for the word of the Lord. And what they were going through in that phase is they went to God then went to multiple advisors, and then went into battle. This order of operations that we need to do is we need to go to God first, and then people. His word, and then people. 
and especially when it comes to lattice lookers. These are people that we're going to trust in our lives, and so it's easy to just kind of run to them. I know I, I struggle with this all the time. I'll run to my wife for her perspective or, or call my dad or, or see somebody in my life has wisdom, and I want to go to them first, and sometimes I usually do before I go to God and before I go to his word. And I, I, I do that much more than I'd like to admit, and I'm sure we all do that as well. But I want us to understand, are we going to, to God first? Or are we going to people? Um, now, let's get back to our story. This simple man, this young, simple-minded man, he lacked sense. Obviously, he didn't have a lot of common sense. He didn't have a lot of life experience. But there were a few things that he did know. He knew the time of day. He knew it was twilight. He knew it was in the evening. He knew he shouldn't have been toting that line. He knew the place of town where to go. He knew where his seduction was. He knew the route, he knew the roads to take to get to, to her place, to her house. And most importantly, he knew where she lived. He knew where the seduction lived, in other words. Church, we know where our seduction lives. We know where our seduction lives. Maybe we haven't verbalized it, and maybe I haven't verbalized it, but we, it's in our thoughts, and we know that's where it is. And so I was thinking about this, you know, what does, what does this seduction look like in Hilton Head Island? So I was kind of trying to come up with a couple things. You know, is it, is it comfort? Is it pleasure? Is it lust, drinks, things that numb us? Is it a social status? Is it the new Audi R7 fastback in our driveway? Or the new kitchen with the Sub-Zero fridge and the Viking stove? And the only reason why I know that is because my wife knows appliances. So <laughs> um, is it the people in our lives that have, that have social lives that we, we're jealous of? Is it safety? Is it physical safety? Financial safety? Is it, uh, is it sports, watching or playing? That's mine. You know, we have golf, we have soccer, pickleball, tennis, whatever you want, basketball. Um, watching them, the live sports, playing them, I love doing that. Is it workaholism? What I want us to understand is that none of the things I listed are bad. None of them are bad. God created those things for us to enjoy. Even just where we live, like the sunrises here, my goodness, it's incredible. I remember I was walking up a couple weeks ago, and it was like somebody turned on the light, you know, and there was just this pink and purple sunrise with, with rolling clouds, and I was walking with one of the bass players, Phil Sermons, and I'm like, man, does that ever get old? He's like, no, nah, not really. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. God painted that. He created this, these things for us to enjoy. He even created intimacy and marriage for us to enjoy, which the, this chapter, Proverbs 7, gets to. That's for a completely different sermon. We're going to stick to the first bit for this sermon. Like I said, none of these things are bad. But when they get out of order, when our seductions are creeping up to the level of God or, or, or pass, pass him and, and are above God, that's, that's when they become an idol. And that's when they get out of order. And that's where we need wisdom. We need lady wisdom to reorder our thoughts and actions towards him. So when we ask somebody to be a lattice looker in our life, we're asking them and giving them an invitation into our thought life. That's a, that's a big thing. Like, Josh, what are you asking me to do? Like, those are my thoughts. You guys, you can't have them. Those are mine. Nobody's supposed to know those. God does. God knows our thoughts, knows our deepest desires. 
And what a lattice looker does is he helps bring our seductions into light and gives wisdom into navigating away from our seductions, whatever they might be. Because we know where they are, we know our seductions live, and our lattice looker helps bring them to light. And so because of that, it's important who we ask to be a lattice looker in our lives. And so what we do is we, we look for somebody with fruit, not perfection. You know, my dad was in ministry for 30 years. Brian was in ministry for over a decade now. They don't, your lattice looker doesn't need to be this saint of a person and perfect, but there does need to be some fruit. And it doesn't need to be the biggest fruit. It doesn't need to be the ripest. It doesn't need to be this awesome thing, but it also doesn't need to be shriveled up and dying. We need to make sure that they're in the word, that they're going to God first before they're going to others. And they also need to be more experienced in years. I use that very carefully. I'm not going to say the other word. They need to be more experienced in years. So I've been 25. I've been 30. But I haven't been 40. And I haven't been 50. And so obviously, I'm not going to ask somebody who's 18 or 20 years old to be a lattice looker. I'm probably not going to ask somebody who's my age at 33 to be a lattice looker. I'm looking, looking further. But it doesn't need to just be for young men and young women. A 50 and 60-year-old can ask for a 16 and 70-year-old to be a lattice looker. And what I want us to also understand is that even if they are young in their faith, if our lattice looker is young in their faith, God uses those life experiences for wisdom. It doesn't matter if they're young in their faith. Because God doesn't waste anything. I mean, ah, Josh, you don't know my life. It's insignificant. Why would I, why would I have something to offer? I, I don't have anything in my life worth offering to somebody, regardless if it's success or failure or anything like that. Why would someone want to ask me to be, a, to be a lattice looker? If that's your thought already, God's already put that passion in your heart. He's put that desire, and that's a great desire to have. It's a great desire to want to use our experiences to help somebody else. Romans 8, 26 and 27, just to give you a little confidence in this. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. He will help you in your weakness. Because only in your weakness, only in our weakness, only in my weakness is Christ's strength perfected. So I want to be weak so that I get all of his strength and I get his perfect strength through me, not my imperfect weakness. Still don't believe me. All right, let's look at Moses. 40 years growing up in Egypt in Pharaoh's walls. Was that wasted? No, not even close. Moses' mother got permission to raise him, to nurse him and raise him. He was able to read and write and learn how to do that, which is kind of important when you're writing books of the Bible. He also needed organizational and administrative skills. You probably need those if you're leading 2 million people. So just in case you didn't know that, if you're going to lead 2 million people out of Egypt, organization and administrative skills will come in handy. He also needed jurisprudence skills, law skills, because he was going to govern and judge matters amongst the people. So he needed these jurisprudence skills. He needed military training to lead Israel into the promised land. Moses was also a lattice looker to Joshua. Moses also had a lattice looker, his father-in-law Jethro. None of it was wasted. God does not waste anything. 
None of your life experiences are wasted. Romans 8, 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. And I'm going to read this next verse, Romans 8, 38 and 39. If this doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what will. For I'm sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on. (laughs) Guys, he doesn't waste anything. And he doesn't separate us from his love. So your life experiences, that wisdom that Christ has brought you through, whether it's before Christ or after Christ, he uses those. And so as we kind of wrap up here, I want, us to, I want us to have a statement going into 2022. Which lattice are you looking through in 2022? Are you looking at it from the perspective of the narrator? Are you looking down and seeing through your lattice a simple-minded young person? Maybe just someone who, who doesn't have as much life experience as you do, who has less life experience. Is the Holy Spirit working on you to become somebody's lattice looker this year? Again, because God doesn't waste anything, he uses our failures and successes to teach those, to to gain wisdom. You can fail forward. Or are you looking from the other perspective? Are you looking up through the lattice and you're saying, man, I could really use somebody's wisdom right now. I could really use somebody who had more life experience than me to give me these things, to help us, help me see where my seductions are and, and, and navigate me away from them. I could, man, I could really use that. I will say, though, if you are looking for a lattice looker, you're going to need to be the one to ask. Because most of the time, the person that you're asking probably doesn't think that they have a lot to offer. And what an honor it is to ask them to be a lattice looker. And so if you guys need any help, just go back to when you ask somebody to prom. Ladies, Sadie Hawkins dance, something like that. Just go there. You know, you can ask, again, younger woman asking an, old, an older, more experienced woman. A younger man asking a more experienced man. God has placed people in our lives to glean wisdom from. And we would be foolish not to tap into those. We wouldn't be a simple-minded man. We would be a fool not to tap into those. He's brought people into our lives for a reason. And so because of that, we, we need God to give us wisdom through those people. And first, remember the order of operations, though. We go to God first, and then we go to other people. We go to his word we go before we go to our lattice looker. And so how do we go to his word? It's 31 days in January. So the challenge this month is a proverb a day. Kind of a fun thing I thought of this week. A proverb a day keeps the stupid away. So... <laughs> Um, so Proverbs 31, so today's the second, Proverbs 2. It's really easy for me to remember. That's why I've done it so much. Like I said, we all need to be pouring into somebody, and we need somebody pouring into us. So what I want you to think about as we, as we enter 2022 is, who could be a lattice looker in my life? Do we feel this burden to be, man, I, I feel like I need to, to give wisdom to somebody that I've been holding or, or I have this churning, the Holy Spirit's just churning in me to, to become this lattice looker for somebody. 
And remember what a lattice looker is. It's a, a person with wisdom from personal life experiences wanting to guide others. Is that want in us? But then also, is, is the want the other way? Man, I could really use some wisdom. I could really use somebody who's had more life experience than I have because I need some right now. What a great prayer to start uh, 2022 with. So ask God who could be a lattice looker in my life, but also ask who could be a lattice looker in my life. Let's pray, church. Father God, I just I thank you for, for our time. When we're talking about this idea of a lattice looker and and looking at Proverbs 7, God, there's so much wisdom that Solomon gave to us in these Proverbs. And this morning, I just pray that we would be receptive to what, to what you have to say through your word. God, we could have all the lattice lookers that we want in our lives. But God, we need your word. We need your truth. We need you We need to be on our knees in prayer because you come first and forgive us for when we've placed other people, lattice lookers, mentors, whoever in our lives before you. God, we need you as we enter this year, as we enter 2022. God, we want to make sure that that the years are 2021 and 2020 are put in the past. God, as we enter this year, pray that we would be moved by your word, we would be moved by your spirit, that we would be contemplative of who you have put into our lives and that we would not be foolish to ignore it, that we wouldn't be foolish to ignore the, the wisdom and the people you've placed in our lives. God, we love that you've done that. We love that you love us enough to put people in our lives. Thank you for those life experiences. We pray for, we pray for those Even as we enter this new year, we pray for that wisdom that is gleaned from them, only from you. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen.